Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. This is where we hear from the businesses and services available in the Buffalo area. And if you'd like to be on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. With developer Harry Stinson, who is... Not been a stranger to the microphones here at WBEN and has a lot to do with what is now the Buffalo Grand Hotel downtown. Harry, nice to have you on. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. Uh, first of all, I, what's the latest with the Buffalo Grand Hotel, aside <laughs> from the fact you finally got rid of the old name and old logo or whatever it was, but yep, you've we, got the new signage. Yeah, we never figured out what that old logo meant, <laughs> sort of with a birthmark on the building, but the Buffalo Grand Hotel sign is up now. Um, the first of them, anyways. It, it's you know, it's being right where it is, right on the on the throughway there. It just boggles my mind where they never had a sign on the hotel that said hotel. I mean, marketing 101. Facebook is all very nice, but having a sign on the building that says hotel is a good start. So that will be we will be coming a lot more visible and high profile. The challenge, though, is to really change a building that has um, been there for 40 years, has a certain style, and once was the, you know, the social heart of the community to some extent. Um, and um, the bar was lowered. Things changed. Um, but the, the interesting thing is nobody has ever built a facility equivalent to it since it was built, 40 years. And there is, still is no equivalent size hotel or conference center. It is equivalent in scale to the convention center. And the overall grand plan, are, are we literally blowing out room by room, floor by floor, just refurbishing rooms? Well, of course, the rooms are being refurbished, and we're, we, that's, that's the basic stuff. To it. We are you know, cleaning up the rooms, putting in new hard surface flooring, and just making them brighter, fresher feel, and so on. But the veneer is, it, it has to be done, but the more important part is the program of the building. And it was built as a conference hotel. It was built as an urban renewal project to revitalize that part of the city. And maybe they were about 40 years too early on that one. But now the canal side, waterfront, center core of the city is really coming alive. And this building was built at a scale that it really is the equivalent of the convention center. And we will be actually making that quite evident in the next little while. Um, Some people may remember that where the banquet room now, the main banquet room is, was once a tennis club. There were six tennis courts, a running track, squash courts. It was an enormous, big open space, again, equivalent to the size of the convention center. And over time, one of the owners changed it into multiple banquet rooms and enclosed it and put up walls. Those walls are non-supporting. I can take them out, and we will have a casino floor-style space that will, again, be exactly the equivalent of the convention center, plus the rooms, plus 600-car parking, plus the restaurants, plus all the other things to it. It is a really, it is a convention center sitting there. And you mentioned restaurants, plural, so more yes. than one? Well, we have three food outlets, and we're opening a new one now. There, there was fine dining there once. There was a club, I think it was Christine's or Celine's or something 
not quite sure the exact name, but it's on the plans. It's a disco on the plans. We're reopening a club there. We're opening a, a Yuck Yucks comedy club there. We're putting in a you know, blues and jazz. So there, it'll be a, a, an entertainment, a social destination. We've reopened the coffee shop. We're enlarging the bar. We're putting in Jumbotron screens so you can watch those football games of whatever caliber on the screen there. Um, you know, we're just bringing it back to what it was because it, it, for many, for the last 10 years, say, it was essentially economic accommodation, well run as a, as a basic hotel, but not taking advantage of all the bells and whistles that were there in the first place. And I don't want to get the give people the wrong impression. It's not like the place is closed. You're still accepting no. renovations while all this is we're going doing on. It, you know, we're open 24-7, but it is challenging trying to work around it. But, you know, when a building has that many suites, it's 500 suites, you know, there's nine floors of them. So even closing half a floor, you still have over 90% of your rooms available. So we can plow through it bit by bit. By the summer, the place will be totally different. And we were talking off air. One of those differences, uh, you there, there's mention of a, a chapel being included as part of the redesign? Actually, this is, this, this is a new element to it, but it's not... It, there was a, um, a wedding chapel designed by Frank Lloyd Wright in the 1950s, 1958, just he passed away in 59, for a hotel in California. I believe it was a Claremont Hotel. It was never built. And this design just went in a drawer. So we found the design, uh, thanks to a friend of ours, Jim Sandoro with the Pierce Arrow Car Museum, who's been a great help and full of ideas. Uh, and we got permission to replicate it. So we will be building a, an exact replica, or not a replica, the building a design by Frank Lloyd Wright of a wedding chapel. And to top it off, once we got that, that, that um, license or permission or whatever, um, we heard from a, a, a salvage operator in Minneapolis who had just removed the entire contents of a Frank Lloyd Wright house that was being renovated. Why someone would renovate a Frank Lloyd Wright house is beyond me. But he has all the, the millwork, the kitchens, the furniture and everything. So we will actually have original Frank Lloyd Wright fittings in a Frank Lloyd Wright designed chapel as part of the hotel. And fitting that that should find its way back to Buffalo because he has such a presence here uh, with a lot Absolutely. of buildings. I mean, it is architecture tourism in Buffalo is, is a big thing. Talking with developer Harry Stinson, this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And let's just step back and, and remind people that you're not quote-unquote, from this area, but you're from this region, <laughs> right? from this you, planet. You come to us, honestly, from across the border, right? From Yes, not far across the border, yes. And Toronto, make, make your living Canada. doing what, or made your living doing what? Most of my time has been spent in revitalizing old buildings, taking grand old buildings, the big old white elephants that nobody wants because they're not cookie-cutter, and bringing them back to life. Uh, in Toronto, I did a building called One King West, which is a, a condo hotel right downtown, a, the Candy Factory Lofts was the first major loft condo in Toronto and Hamilton and done a number of buildings there. We're doing a, a condo hotel there and an old 1840s uh, knitting mill. Um, you know, I revitalized big old buildings. And a lot of people in the community still well aware that you're, uh, among your initial overtures here in the region had to do with the Central Buffalo Terminal. Central Terminal. It's still on the radar, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, well, the breaking news just now here on the, on the program. So. Well, part of the reason for acquiring the Adams Mark, which is now Buffalo Grand, uh, is that it became apparent that it was important to create some credibility, because I am the guy from out of town. You know, who knows who I am and whether I'm credible or just another guy, her Professor Harold Hill there with his music band, um, or whether I can actually do this. 
So um, it was available. It was a private transaction, the hotel. You know, it didn't have to go through any hoops of government and such. So, and it's front and center, very visible. It's, it's a food service, hospitality, event center, which is what we had in mind for the Buffalo Central Terminal. So it provided a, an example, a performance example that, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt that obviously you did your homework. You know Frank Lloyd Wright, and you know the history that's connected between him and the city of Buffalo mm-hmm. and uh, trying to put that forward. And also, uh, you, you, having maybe not had initial success with the Central Terminal, I'm sure it's that— It's still there. That, right, right, right. <laughs> that helped make uh, give you inroads to now working on this Buffalo Grand Hotel project. I've been working in Buffalo for nine years now. I think that's what people kind of forget, you know, quietly behind the scenes kind of thing. I've been or? plugging away at this for quite a while, and, and the more I spend time here, the more I like it. Except for the ice today. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, made it a little difficult to travel. but uh. Uh, I One accident after another along the 190, it was just, you know, nonstop flashing red lights. Yeah, hopefully it, by the time we're through, it'll that will be through and passed on. So, uh, What kind of uh, projects might you be thinking of, aside from apparently the Central Terminal still, uh, along with the Buffalo Grand Hotel now that that is well in its way to being redone? It's moving along. It's it's a lot of, I'm not taking it for granted. And you know, the site is seven acres. There's two acres of it unbuilt. So what we're actually thinking of now is adding residential to it. In fact, taking a floor of the hotel and making it full-time live at the hotel. Actual extended stay suites where, you know, you're right there. And during the, the snowstorm the last few weeks, you know, we had people staying at the hotel because they just couldn't go anywhere. And they were saying, you know, this is cool. I'm right downtown. The bar is here. I don't have to just walk anywhere. We'll add a food store to the building, add more suites to it. So it becomes a complete mixed-use complex. I mean, that's what we did in Toronto at One King. People lived in the building. It ran as a hotel. They had offices in the building. It was all connected downtown. So making it essentially, well, seven acres is a little village. And the, uh, I'm sensing a bit of a theme, the hospitality real estate theme yep. with you. Any reasoning behind that? Well, hospitality real estate is to some extent the highest and best use of real estate. You're not taking a, you know, a small apartment, say like a hotel room, and renting it for seven, eight hundred dollars a month. You're renting it for hundred and fifty dollars a night, and they're parking their car, and they're having a meal in the place, and they're, you know, hopefully having a beer in the bar or something like that. It's it's a full service, high end operation, and you know, the coming from the Toronto area where real estate is so incredibly expensive. The concept of rental real estate is becoming more viable now, more practical, shall we say, for people. And yet the landlord business has become, well, there aren't those grand landlords anymore who ran a big building, were proud of it, and, you know, the tenants expected a higher level of service. So to me, hospitality real estate essentially is hotels. It is rental. It is accommodation. Just adding, it's it's rental real estate on steroids, really. Yeah, and Far the, more fun. And the Buffalo Grand Hotel in particular, uh, the, the thing about real estate, the joke is always location, location, location. But really, it couldn't be better suited for where it is with what's going on around it, right? Exactly. Now it is an extraordinary location. It was a bit of a stretch when it was built. But with everything happening at Canal Side, I mean, came out of the hockey game the other night there, and walking back to the hotel as opposed to sitting in the traffic jams, and you see, you know, the lights on the silos and the, and the you know and on the the boats in the harbor and the city all lit up. It's it's quite magical. And uh, what else is in the in the pipe? There's got to be something else you've got well, your I, eye on here. If I tell you, then we'll you know we'll <laughs> pull the plug here. I do have uh, my eyes on some other buildings in Buffalo. There's such a wealth of interesting old buildings here. So yes, I mean I'm restlessly looking at them, but. 
the hotel is is a big job. It's got a lot of work yet to go into it. And, you know, we need to change its whole image, its whole feeling of operation, its whole scale. And, and we are focusing very much on on putting the word out that, you know, guys, you already have a convention center here. You already have another one. You have two of them. One could use perhaps some upgrading, but you don't have to go and spend, you know, literally half a billion dollars after you add the usual increment to the $400 million current price tag. We already have one there, and it's already built. So you don't have to go out and borrow that money. We're ready for you. But I have to tart it up so it looks the part. And again, about the Buffalo Grand Hotel specifically, we talked a lot about the interior work and a lot of the things mm-hmm. that you mentioned that maybe extras uh, may be adding on, yes. as, you, as you put it. The chapel. Um, the actual outside, the, the facade. Any major changes planned uh, for, yeah, at this point? Yeah, it, it well, in this weather, nothing particularly exciting in the immediate future, but it will be recolored on the outside. There'll be new windows. There'll be a new entranceway. We'll be expanding the, the conference and media room space, you know, the landscaping, the health club. I mean, it is, again, it's a seven-acre parcel in a very, very visible location. So we do plan on expanding it and making it into more of a self-contained little village there. We're also working with the, another group with the city um, to create a walkway from, from the from center core down to Canal Side because it is a bit disconnected. One thing in Toronto, it took years there too, but there is a, a great physical connection between the center core and the waterfront. Part of it is indoor bridges and tunnels, but part of it is just very well-landscaped walkways, so it isn't that sort of gap underneath the, you know, the expressways to get from even from you know Seneca Tower or or City Hall to Canal Side is is a bit of a scary walk right now. It's not scary in a truly physical sense, but it's it's gloomy. So we're planning on landscaping an area down through. There's a, quite a group of us working on that. I like that idea, Harry. A pleasure to have you in and stop by any time. Uh, in better weather, yes, I'm glad to. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, Harry Stinson, developer, and he is working, of course, on the Buffalo Grand Hotel downtown. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930. WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 